I'll start by saying um, there's kind of a, a an incredibly pervasive misconception about OCD where it's often used in dialogue as an adjective as meaning, oh, I'm so OCD, like someone mm-hmm. saying, oh, I'm so tall or um, so, or something to that effect. OCD sure. is not an adjective. It is a it, it is a medical condition, um, a mental condition. Um, and I think people mistake just uh, the human desire for order as OCD, and that's not inherently what it is. You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join your hosts, Michael and Jenna, as they discuss all things ORAU through interviews with our experts who provide innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers. They'll talk about ORU's storied history, how we're impacting an ever-changing world, and our commitment to our community. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. So, how the heck are you, bud? I'm well. Um, living through 2021. Um, <laughs> and... Excited to be out of 2020, excited to be vaccinated and hopefully turning the corner on COVID. So, excellent. Hey, so what are you doing uh, for ORISE? Are you working on the ORISE side of the house these days? Uh, I'm actually with OGS, so I'm with oh. ORU Government Services. I'm a program specialist for our ARL, ARL RAP program. Oh, fantastic. Enjoy working with that team. That team's really, really awesome. That is a good team. So, well, so I got an email from Brooke Elkins, who Michelle Goodson had prompted to shoot me an email to do a write-up about your book. And I was like, we need to do more than like a shortcuts announcement. Like, we need a feature story. We need a podcast, you know. Oh, my goodness. All, all the things. So, um Isaac Clark, you have written a book, a children's book, as I understand it. Talk to me about this. Talk to me about this project. Yes. So, um, as you said, I've written a children's book. Um, Let me go back to kind of, I guess, the way origins of this. Um, Okay. In in college, um, I had all I had toyed with the idea of writing a children's book just because I thought it was fun. I thought I thought it'd be fun and relatively um, easier to write. You know, there's less words. And I've, I've always thought that, you know, children, I mean, I don't have any children myself, but I've read books to children. They often like the same book read to them about 900 times in a row. And that's like the only book they want read. Right. And I thought it'd be cool, and they, if that could be my book, and you know they have um, such special memories, I guess, I guess tied to a piece of literature that early in life. But for sure, um, fortunately, I'm friends with um, the the illustrator of this book, Molly Perry, um, is a fantastic um, illustrator, local artist, and I just happen to be friends with her. And we we toyed around with the idea in college, but it never really went. Um, went anywhere. And so uh, graduate college, start working at ORU, loving life. And at some point, I decided um, maybe we should pull the trigger on this and just start it. Um, 
I had put the idea out of my head um, for a long time, but as I went into the workforce and I, I really, really enjoyed working, but I kind of felt like I needed a creative outlet mm-hmm. that maybe was missing um, since college. And all of my friends work in create um, creative fields, either video production, graphic design. Um, and I don't want to say I was jealous of them, but... I want I wanted to create too because I've all, I've recorded music I've written music written poems poetry I'm just I've always been an artistic guy and I've always had an urge yeah. to write so um, decided to do it it was a long process um, and at some point in the um, in the greater writing process I um, was go I went through a um, somewhat of a mental health crisis. Um, I've, so to go ahead and disclose this, I have obsessive compulsive disorder um, and it has affected me my entire life. And I, maybe it was 2020, maybe it was other events. Who knows? Another log on the 2020 um, fire. But um, I had a mental health crisis. I mean, I was able to work, and, and I'm incredibly blessed to have a flexible work schedule here at ORU, a loving family, um, insurance that will at least entertain the idea of mental health treatment. Mm-hmm. But um, So I, I definitely want to state my um, privilege here. But all this was going on as I was, as, as I was writing the book, and – Maybe this sounds a little a little bad, but I was thinking, you know, I, I wasn't doing this book for money. This is not like my side hustle. I don't I don't think this is not. I think people are too quick to monetize their hobbies. This is just something I wanted to do because I thought it was fun. Yeah. And I was like, well, if this isn't for income. I want to I want to at least donate some of this to maybe help other people with mental health crises, crises. Because I was thinking, why why just use all any potential income I get from this for myself? So at that point, I decided to make a quarter of all um, profits from my book go to benefit the International OCD Foundation, um, which is a global organization, basically just helps connect people with mental health resources, um, help people – find resources and i don't know if anyone listening has tried to reach out for mental health services but it is like trying to find a needle on a haystack it it's really illuminated me at least to realizing the the shattered state kind of of the mental health care system in the united states but um the international ocd foundation helps with all this um so yeah Long story short, I wrote a um, children's book entitled Batchy's Busy Day, um, and a quarter of all pro- um, profits go to the International OCD Foundation, That's and I awesome. had a blast doing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, tell me a little bit about Batchy's Day. Okay, so as you've as you've preface this is a children's book so i'll go ahead and say spoiler alert 
Um, <laughs> that said, the plot is not is not incredibly thick. But Batchy sure. is a is a character. I've already had um, questions about what he is, um, and I know for if this is going to be a podcast, you won't be able to see what he looks like. If you Google search or go on Amazon and search Batchy's Busy Day, you can see the front cover and get an idea of what he looks like. But he he is not any particular thing, but he's just a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wakes up one day and he thinks about all the things he could be doing that are like work related, like chores, and he doesn't want to do them because he's a average person. Like no one wants to do chores and actual right. work. So instead he wastes time all day going and visiting his friends and hanging out with them. And it turns out all of his friends are busy and he tries to help them with their task that um, they're trying to get done that day. And he ends up messing them up for all of his friends. He tries his best. He means well, but he's clumsy and ends up kind of in a way ruining the day of all of his friends. But um, his friends love him. They're a little frustrated with him. And they kind of know how he is. So they forgive him and kind of move him on his way. And he progresses through these series of friends, ruining their days um, <laughs> in, a, in a lighthearted manner. Sure, sure, it. sure. But he gets home at the in the evening and he, he kind of thinks back and thinks, man, I've actually messed up a lot today. But all my friends are still with me and they still they still forgave me. Um, and so he decides that he is going to knit each of them a sweater because that's his one skill. Batchy's really good at knitting. He's not very good at quite literally every other thing. (laughs) Um, And he knits them a sweater and the next morning he goes and delivers it. And that's, that's the plot. Hopefully I didn't ruin anything for potential listeners (laughs) waiting with bated breath. (laughs) Right. Spoiler alert. I'm so I'm looking at the cover on Amazon and Batchy looks like a cross between the Kool-Aid man and a bowling ball, sort of. Okay. But he's adorable. Well, you have to thank the illustrator, um, Molly Perry, the um artist I referenced earlier. She's incredible. She did a fantastic job. Um illustrating the book at first i thought i would do it but then i tried once and realized i shouldn't be doing this um, not a skill that? <laughs> no um not one i'm even willing to try and nurture so got it um it sounds amazing um and i love that it's um basically you're using it for a good cause um if you don't mind my asking, how can you talk about how OCD has manifested itself? Sure. Again, to, um, to the extent that you're willing, and you know, I know that it's very personal, but yeah, yeah. But. Um, I'll start by saying um, there's kind of a, a an incredibly pervasive misconception about OCD, where it's often used in dialogue as an adjective as meaning oh i'm so ocd like someone mm-hmm. saying oh i'm so tall or um so, or something to that effect ocd sure. is not an adjective it is a it, it is a medical condition um a mental condition um and 
I think people mistake just uh, the human desire for order as OCD, and that's not inherently what it is. So how OCD has affected my life. Um, I've, I had like physical compulsions when I was younger. I, all I knew was there was some need for everything to feel quote unquote, just right. Okay. I, this is, this is, this would make sense if anyone out there is listening. And I kind of sound like a crazy person describing it, but honestly, I probably am a crazy person. So maybe <laughs> it's accurate. Um, and it, it kind of faded away in, in, um, middle school, but then towards later high school, which is kind of the average age when, um, an OCD sufferer will start to exhibit symptoms. Um, it really started to come back in, in, in a new aggressive way. And it, I didn't know what it was. I was still using the, the turn of phrase, I guess, OCD in, in that same kind of more flippant, um, mm-hmm. a, um, and i didn't know what was wrong with my brain i didn't know what these thoughts i were having were what if that reflects who i am i was i was really really dark thoughts not necessarily not like depressive thoughts but anxiety ocd is anxiety based um so just constant anxiety about things i knew were crazy um, I don't, well, I don't, shouldn't use the word crazy, but, um, not rational. Anyway, um, I talked to my doctor. He was really cool. We got in touch with some therapist and, um, yeah, that's kind of where the, the ups and downs of my mental health journey have been. Um, I went in high school and got excellent treatment did well, had a little thing in college where I needed to go back to therapy. This is all outpatient. I'm, I will say I'm, um, I'm fortunate to where even among people formally diagnosed with OCD, mine is a, is a, a more moderate to my, to even mild case. So I think about mm-hmm. how much I struggle with it, but I've been able to work and be in outpatient therapy and things and things of that nature. Um, there's a lot of people that have to go to inpatient therapy and that's okay. There's nothing, they're not weaker or absolutely any less significant. They just, I, I'm just happened to not have that level of illness, but sorry, I'm getting a little rambly, but um, in college went through a little bit, got out of college. And then in 2020, it kind of really, um, turned, turned ugly again, turned ugly, Mm -hmm. probably, I would say uglier than it's ever been. And um, yeah, I, I would say I'm out of the ugliest part. But like I said, progress isn't isn't linear every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't know that my brain is built like this. But it's the only brain I've ever known. Right. Um, and I, I mean, I'm so incredibly blessed with the life I have. I don't want to take Stockholm syndrome with my mental illness. Like I, I don't, I, I would, if I could snap my fingers and not have it, I would, but that's not the reality that I find myself in. Um, right. And for me, I, I'm a religious person. I'm, uh, I'm a, I identify as a Christian and I believe God. Um, I, I, I have this condition and I want to use it in some way to 
either bring glory to him or reflect him. Um, and that's kind of hard to to think about because it causes me, you know, it causes me pain sometimes. I don't live, I don't live every minute in mis in misery. So right. I'm, I'm a pretty happy guy. But yeah, um, yeah, but I don't know. You have that this, has a good you have that doesn't have a good ending, but. <laughs> But you have a mental health issue, and you know, 2020 was difficult for uh, you know lots of people with you know e- either existing or you know even new mental health issues just because of all of the you know there was a lot to worry about, and we were you know separated from others, and just all of the things that made 2020 the year that it was. Um, so it's not. A, that it would roar back with kind of a vengeance. Yeah, and normal real life stresses do tend it do tend to either spark new mental illnesses or just make existing ones kind of flare back up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think to myself, I've been. I mean, ORU has been fantastic. With I have the ability to work from home. I've got two loving parents. Um, I've had access to therapy. I mean, I'm on the lucky end. There are a lot of of sufferers that aren't. Um, yeah, absolutely. Lots of people don't have access to to care, to services, to you know, even other people. You know, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, your parents and and you know, other people that can be there for them. So. Um, but it's, you know, I think a good reminder for all of us, Isaac, that, um, you know, mental health isn't um, something that needs to be stigmatized. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's not, um, you know, it's, we all deal with something on some level and some of us, you know, it's it's more pronounced than others. Um, and, I, you know, I... I personally applaud you for your willingness to talk about your experience um because i know it, it can be difficult for some people yeah and actually michael i'm gonna bounce this back to you a little bit but your you have recently on your instagram talked about your um colon cancer i believe um mm-hmm. past yep. with, with that illness and i guess current battles with that illness and you've been incredibly vulnerable um, on your Instagram post. And I mean, as far as I know, I have no semblance of, of that condition, but I, I still find inspiration for posting your openness. And, and I think with, or, or I can only speak for myself and I want to be clear. I'm not a, I'm not a medical professional or any kind of, um, do not take anything I say as advice. Uh, actually that would probably be harmful, but I know, (laughs) People think of of mental illnesses as like outside of the body, but your your brain occupies physical like you don't see it because it's encased in your skull, but it is a physical organ mm-hmm. and it, it takes up space in a physical in the physical world. And it has chemicals and neurotransmitters in it that are literally take up space and have atoms and molecules. And um I mean, I'll I'll be honest with this. I'm on I'm on a moderate to low dose of um, medication for my OCD. Okay. Um, that 
at first it was kind of hard to think of going on, but at the end of the day, this just affects the levels of neuro of physical neurotransmitters in my physical organs. So um, I think people kind of think of mental health as, as outside of physical health, but it's it's really not. My my brain has, is malfunctioning, and I, it's a physical thing that is malfunctioning physically. So I take physical um, measures to deal with that, just like someone would with a heart condition or absolutely um, or another form of um, illness. Diabetes or yeah, whatever, neuropathy, whatever, whatever you have going on, there's medication for it. So it would make complete sense that mm-hmm. for, you know, a mental illness, because um, you're right. I mean, it's a disorder of a physical order of a physical organ, um, you know, producing too many of or too few of, you know, certain chemicals or, you know, whatever. And if meds help level that out there's no reason not to do it yeah and there's a you didn't maybe this is getting off topic but i know there's a a thought of i think especially for men um but mm. maybe mm-hmm. i'm just kind of hypothesizing there but that taking medication somehow reflects a weakness um right and I, I I won't say that I haven't struggled with that, but also, I mean, and maybe this gets back maybe a little too philosophical or too religious, but humans are weak. We, no one has made it through this life alone. Um, and whether you connect with someone or maybe need medication to to live a functional life or a, or a more functional life. Um, that's that's okay humans need help we're all trying to get through um these resources are here for us um and we need to use them if if they're available be thankful and try to make sure everyone has access to them absolutely 100 percent um so to go back to your book because i'm so excited about this yeah, um, I kind of got off topic. That, that, no, that's I, okay. I tend to do that. I'm a little rambly. Can't tell. But that's part of the. But that's part of the story, though. I'm, you know, especially given that, you know, part of your proceeds are going to the, um, to help other patients. Um, how long did it take you to write Batchy's bad day, or sorry, Batchy's busy day? Busy day. It, it's bad. Maybe not for Batchy, but for his friends. Um, <laughs> it, oh, well, the it, it it is a children's book, so the the good thing is I don't have to write a lot of words because it'd probably right. be worse if I wrote more. Um, so writing it didn't take incredibly long. There were a lot of revisions, um, just back and forth between my my, my sister um, helped me revise it. Um, she has a, a degree in English and uh, my girlfriend. Oh, side note, I told her I'd give her a shout out on the podcast. She is a listener Ooh. of the podcast. She doesn't work here. Um, okay. Rebecca Lockhart, if you're listening, thank you for supporting me as I wrote Batchy and editing it. And thanks for, thanks for listening, listening, Rebecca. Yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That was an aside. Um, no, that's totally cool. I love that. Y'all might cut that in editing. I don't know. But yeah. um, so. 
between editing with my sister and Molly, the illustrator, the script pro or the text probably took half the time and then getting the illustrations um, correct revisions back and forth um, took the took the other half and ordering a book from Amazon and it looking at it and it's not right. So you have to go back and format it and and things of that nature. But I couldn't imagine doing a an actual book which the illustrations did take a lot so maybe you wouldn't have to deal with that in like a proper length book but it takes a while it it's it was inc i learned a lot i learned a lot about um the writing process the editing process um working in collaboration with other artists and other editors you know, sometimes you feel like when they suggest something you said or a joke you told to maybe not be in it, you feel um, slided, I guess. Right. Because you're like, man, I thought of that joke. And you <laughs> I thought that funny. was funny. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but honestly, most of my jokes aren't funny to begin with, so I don't even have to worry about that. Um, <laughs> but you realize the final product is stronger for it, so learned a lot. It was, it, it was a great experience. I would say anyone listening, if you think about writing a book – just do it. Like if you think, man, this is this is dumb or stupid or um, no one's going to care about this. I thought all those things and who knows, maybe all those things are true for my book. But I personally loved it and I love the experience of it. And I mean, it's brought me here today. I mean, we're I'm talking to you right now. So right. I tell anyone to just write it and no one's going to think it's stupid. And if they do, maybe their opinion doesn't matter that much anyway. Right. right. Well, and you know, you talked about the working with Amazon, the Kindle direct publishing process. Yes. Yes. Um, is so easy. You know, I mean, it's, yes, you have those moments, you know, my book, I published my book the same way. And, oh, you know, that's awesome. You get, you know, you get the, the, proof copy and you know something's wrong and <laughs> you've got to yeah. figure out how to fix it and go back in but at the end of the day it's such a smooth process to go from here's this thing i created to now i have a published book yeah it, 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 uh, it an is, isbn number and the whole thing you know <laughs> yeah it's I, I mean amazon for all its flaws i the flaws of amazon could fill libraries and sure. thousands of libraries of books but i will give them the fact they have a very user-friendly um self-publishing um feature um any questions i've had with them they've been incredibly um good to get back to me they've gotten back to me really well with any financial thing and um i have absolutely no complaints from um the amazon publishing process that's awesome and you can publish, you know, you can publish a book of any size, practically. I mean, I have a friend who's done, you know, small, you know, 20 page books just because it's, you know, more like a monograph because it's around a very specific topic and, mm -hmm. you know, but they're out there and, you know, he's not getting rich and I don't expect to get rich and you don't expect to get rich, but I do not. Um, I probably shouldn't be rich. I might. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably better not being rich. But you did it, and it's out there, and 
the reviews that I was reading on Amazon are glowing. So, well, um, they're all my friends. So, of course. <laughs> but still, if that one leaves yeah. a bad one. Um, that's okay. Just be anonymous and don't right. curse. There's <laughs> right. no room for foul language no on my Patchy's Busy Day right. review review site. That's right. It's a children's book after all. It is. It's for the Family. kids. That's right. It's for the kids. Um, Isaac, is there anything I haven't asked you that you need to tell me about your book, about your struggle, about anything? Um, I will say, um, yet again, I'm not a mental health professional. This is not a sure. advice per se, but if you think something's not right, it's probably not right. Um, reach out for help, even if you don't get a formal diagnosis or anything. Um, it doesn't matter. Just even if you're just stressed out about work or something, everybody needs help and yep. um, seek it out. That's all I can say. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Show grace to everyone. Everyone's struggling with something that you don't see. Mm. I know with my particular disorder even during my darkest times i typically present well like i present absolutely normal and um just be gracious with folks you don't know don't know what they may or may not be going through and um yeah that's all that's as poetic as all wax for for this interview <laughs> but awesome um for my book i will say you can find it on amazon.com um slash batchy's busy day or you can just search it on amazon batchy's busy day um and yeah it's the first one it's the black and white one with the giant circle that kind of looks like a bowling ball slash kool-aid man as <laughs> um michael holtz has said it's pretty accurate too so it's yeah awesome i'm very proud of you and i can't wait to read it myself um and tell me again where the um pro part of the proceeds are going Yes, um, a portion of all profits go to the International OCD Foundation, IOCDF. Um, you can go to IOCDF.org, and hey, if you don't want my book, if you look at it and say, man, this is stupid, that's okay, I don't blame you, you can donate straight to the IOCDF. Um, you can just go to their, you can Google search International OCD Foundation. It'll take you to your website and do donating is super, super easy. So, um, yeah, a portion of all profits go to benefit um, OCD and OCD um, treatment. Isaac Clark, thank you so much for talking about your book, for being open about your um OCD and for wanting to help other people. Um, buy Batchy's Busy Day, folks, and um, help the International OCD Foundation. Isaac, thanks so much for being with me. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for listening to Further Together, the ORU podcast. To learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts, visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU, and on Instagram at ORAU Together. If you like Further Together, the ORU podcast, we would appreciate you giving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews will help more people find the podcast.